Hello, Bones. Hello, Corey. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I am just fantastic. I don't think I could be any better if I even wanted to be. Why? Um, well, I have I weighed in yesterday and I'm under 300 pounds for the first time in quite a long time. Wow. And uh I have some I have an awesome day planned today and uh yeah, this is just the the start of it. So I'm right. in I'm in a real good place. So what are we talking about today? All right, that sounds good. So today we're going to talk about buy-in, motivation, and going to talk a little bit about habits, and then okay. a little thing called whoop, and uh, oh, eventually we'll add on to it be called whoopee. It's, it's going to be like whoopee. Another, yep, another little acronym that we learned from Supreme Leader Ben, which we found interesting, so we're going to add it, it in today. <clears throat> so we're going to make buy-in and what it means okay. uh, more clear and realistic in regards to reaching your goals. So first off, uh, what does buy-in mean to you? All right. So buy-in is something that um, a lot of people that are listening have probably heard before. Um, they've probably heard it in a lot of like corporate meetings and business, uh, you know, small business meetings um, and it just in the workplace in general. Um, so we're going to tie buy-in into fitness, nutrition, mindset, goals, et cetera. Um, and it, and it looks like this, it, it looks like you trusting the process. And even when things <clears throat> get really difficult and, um, adversity hits you and there are obstacles in your way, not letting them stop you because you are so bought into what you're doing that it's, it's an unshakable faith essentially um, that whatever you're doing is going to work um, and you just believe it 110%. So a big right. piece of that, like I said, trusting the process um, and belief in what you're doing. Yeah. And I think uh, a big part of, buy-in is what you said trusting the process and the process is never ending but a huge point is we don't even think about the end goal or the end result because like you've said you don't even know what that looks like all you have to do is trust the process right and uh do the things you know you need to do today mm-hmm. towards your goals and yes everything else will take care of the rest like connor said control what you say control your habits you control your habits and your body will take care of the rest in reference. So like, losing. yeah. And expanding on that. So one thing that, uh, the three of us, you, me and Connor have talked about a lot, um, is visualization of, uh, the end goal. Like what, cause everyone has a goal in this game. Everyone's got a goal. They want to lose weight. They want to run a faster 40 time. They want to be a better parent. They want, like, I mean, whatever the goal is, um, and so we've talked a lot about visualization and what does your success look like? Um, and I had the question a few days ago, um, what is your, what do you guys do to visualize your success? Because for me personally, I don't know what my success looks like. I have a goal in mind and I know how I'm going to get there, but I don't know what that looks like. So, um, she gave me, Connor gave me some really good insight and that changed my perspective a little bit. Um, like you were saying, uh, 
control your habits, control your, or, you know, ha- be disciplined in um, your day to day. And the, the results will take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so like everyone thinks like, well, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to have a six pack and I'm going to this and I'm going to that. But in reality, your body is going to take care of itself. You can't really control what your body looks like up to a point. Like you can obviously with bodybuilding and working specific muscle groups and et cetera and et cetera, but we're not going to get into that. Um, But taking care of the habits and taking care of the day to day monotonous stuff that like doesn't get glamorized on social media. You don't hear about it. That's what's going to get you to that point where, you know, you don't really know what it's going to look like, but, uh, as far as what your body's going to look like, but you know what your habits are going to look like. Um, so yeah. that's, that's what is going to take you to that next level and get you to the point where you want to be. Right. And it starts. So buy-in is almost like step one to the process. So share with us, uh, what you went through when you went to, or you moved to Kansas city, Colorado and yep. the CrossFit gym out there. Okay. So, uh, 2016, February of 2016, I moved from Michigan out to Canyon city, Colorado. Um, I had been out of the CrossFit game for a little while. Um, and I was kind of just working out on my own, um, trying all sorts of different things, doing this, doing that. Um, and nothing was really working. So I moved out here and the first thing I did was join the local CrossFit gym and, started going and, um, was happy to be back in a CrossFit gym, but I was, uh, really disappointed in their programming. I was frustrated with their programming. Um, their programming to me didn't fit my goals. Their programming was a lot of, um, uh, cardio, uh, high intensity, you know, what CrossFit basically is, but I had kind of a skewed view of it because I wasn't good at that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to do, you know, I didn't want to run and I didn't want to do box jumps and I didn't want to do body weight movements because I sucked at it. What I was good at was lifting heavy weight and, um, not putting a lot of, um, cardio endurance into my workouts. So I didn't buy in to the system. I didn't go enough to actually see results. So I would cherry pick workouts and I would go to the gym a couple times a month, but then I would complain and uh, blame others for my lack of success. Well, I'm not seeing results, so I'm not going to even like, why even go? I'm not feeling like a part of the community. Right. So it's their fault. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it's not my fault that I'm failing. Um, so the buy-in for me, wasn't there for like, and this was for like two years. All I, all I could do was blame everybody else except for myself. Um, so fast forward from February of 2016 to December of 2018. And a lot of things in my life had transpired. And so a lot of things have happened. Um, I've experienced a lot of growth. I've, and I've been starting to educate myself And I just decided uh, after listening to some podcasts and reading a little bit that it wasn't anybody else's fault but my own because Mm. I, again, I cherry picked workouts that I wasn't good at. I wouldn't go to stuff that wasn't my strength, but I had such a small wheelhouse that 
pretty much everything wasn't my strength. I wouldn't go because I didn't want to do it because I wasn't good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was getting hurt a lot. I was doing all these things. December rolls around and I just decided, fuck it. I'm going to buy in. I'm going to go to the gym three to five times a week, not make excuses about it. And, um, and see what happens when I actually just buy into a program. Um, and so now fast forward three months after that, I've lost 32 pounds and I feel like a, a good, I feel very entrenched in the Canyon city CrossFit community. Mm -hmm. Um, the results have taken care of themselves by me taking ownership and accountability for my own stuff. I've bought into something, um, which leads into another huge thing that I, th I think is supremely important. Any program is going to be successful. So for me, the program right now is CrossFit. Um, for somebody else, the program could be a bodybuilding program or, you know what I mean? Like what, I mean, whatever somebody buys in and sets them on fire. Great. That will probably work. So it doesn't matter how much you spend on something. Um, you can spend $10 on uh, a gym membership and have a program that everybody does. And if you love it and you breathe it and you sleep it and you eat it and you just, and you know what I mean? It is, it's what you're passionate about. You are going to have killer results most likely. Um, whereas if you've got a personal trainer and you spend a thousand dollars a month and you have a head chef and you have all these things, but you don't buy into that program, it's probably not going to work because at the end of the day, you're not fully committed and mm -hmm. it's going to show because it's going to, your head's not going to be in it. Your, your soul's not going to be in it. You're not going to be committed. And it, it shows, um, I mean, like a hundred percent of the time it's going to show if somebody is not committed to whatever it is that they're doing and they're just going through the motions. So, yeah, you can, you can all see it and feel it in, in some people's like attitude and the way they talk at the gym. Um, and, so that's like goes into like when you moved out there and first joined, it felt like just hearing you talk, it was, a, you were in a very fixed mindset. Like you weren't willing to grow at that point. Mm -hmm. Like you yeah. weren't willing to take the challenge head on. And I yeah, remember, sure. I actually remember the day you, we started texting about it. We just started to like listen to podcasts and stuff and, and, and really like actually dig into them. Mm -hmm. And you were like, what if, like it, it's not the programming fault. Well, like, what if it's my fault? Yeah. I remember yep. that we were texting about that day and I, that was just, I would probably will never forget it. Cause that was like, that was first, my moment. Yeah. The moment of like uh, taking ownership, like you said, and growth. Cause that's really up to you. Mm -hmm. The coach can only do so much. And to a point, the gym owners and things, it's, it's their responsibility to get like a new person into the program or into the community and stuff. Right. But eventually, you know, that can, you can only help someone so much. Like you have to buy in yourself. No, absolutely. Yeah. That, cause I mean, I, I, uh, I was a gym member for, like I said, like two years and I never felt like I was a part of the community. And I, like I said, I blamed everybody else. So that example that you just used, like, that was the first time that I was like, wait a second. Like I've had this backwards. I've had it completely backwards. So, right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's cool that you remember that actually, because 
I just had, I mean, it, it was a, it was a life changing moment right there. And then, yeah. um, and it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Cause I always wanted to be under the barbell. I always wanted to, right. I thought that's what my progress looked like. I thought that's what hard work for me looked like when in reality, it's just, you need to show up and do whatever it is. The workout is because you can't pick stuff that you're good at just to, and, and just do that. Cause you don't grow at all doing that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't challenge you. Right. Um, okay. So that was good. I just had like a metaphor in my mind and I lost it. So that stinks. Maybe it'll well, come let's, back to me. Let's talk. Maybe, I was going to say, if it comes back to you, let's talk about it. Um, I want to ask you <laughs> all right. if you think buy-in is contagious. Oh, buy-in is contagious. So, uh, if it truly was contagious in the sense of like a disease going around, like an airborne disease like that, then you would have bought in right away at Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe like that community itself wasn't super strong to begin with. And the fact that you kind of had a breakthrough in your own personal development, you have also uplifted that community in your own way. So I think it is contagious. It just, it takes like one person to start it. Um, And I think, yes. Yeah. Like, especially with like an intimate, intimate relationship, maybe like with your partner or something, like if you're both bought into like a business you're starting or you're bought into CrossFit itself, like you both are going, then yes, you two will always, I think, won't find an excuse to go because you'll hold each other accountable and right sense, you'll push each other contagious. and yep yeah um on a mass scale and, and i don't know what do you think so i actually uh you kind of said it like uh small groups um this is something i'm really big on right now small groups uh surrounding yourself with like-minded people um buy-in is contagious on a micro level mm-hmm. to start with um yeah. It grows because think about it like this. So you've got these multi-million, you know, Fortune 500 uh, companies where you, to a, to a certain extent, every employee does have to buy in to what is, you know, what the what they're doing at, in that company. And those are huge companies that employ, you know, thousands and thousands of people. But on our weekly warrior you know, aspect of things where it's the everyday person trying to better themselves, et cetera, et cetera. Um, buy-in is contagious in my opinion on a very micro level. So my, uh, my example of this is, um, when I first started out on this, uh, journey, um, I had a lot of people in my life that liked to party, liked to drink, uh, they would go to work and do half-assed work, uh, complain a lot, get, you know, um, they would, um, they would get on like a nutrition program or a workout program for a week or two and then fall off the wagon because something would happen. Um, and then, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was always starting over Monday type thing. Right. Um, so what happened was, is when I really started to buy in to, you know, the program, whatever program I was doing, in my case, it was going back to CrossFit and, um, eating real food, mostly plants, not too much. Uh, like those were the, literally, I kept it really simple. Those were the two things that I decided to buy into. Um, when I started to really buy into those and eat, breathe, sleep, 
um, and train those things, um, my circle got really, really small. Um, for a, for a little while, it got really, really small. I probably had like two to three people in my immediate circle, you being one of them, uh, locally, there was probably only two people. Um, I have, uh, my roommate and another one of my friends here in town. Um, and it was really interesting because at first they, you never really gave me this, but they kind of looked at me like I was crazy because I was Mm -hmm. so intense and I was so, uh, committed and I was so like, um, always talking about it and getting really hyped up about it every time I talked about it. And like, at first I could tell how sort of intimidated they were by this. And then the results started coming in. And then I started just like shedding pounds and like getting stronger and, um, talking about like the way in which things are changing now that I have started this journey essentially um and seriously it's like it's and then i the best part was when i started to watch their transformation and they start it clicked you know what i mean like we would have a conversation and in their mind it was like a light bulb went off just like it happened to me there the light bulb went off and they're like wow okay um i see what you're saying now i totally get it and their like their commitment and their buy-in might be into something different, but at the end of the day, it's about they bought into the growth mindset, the the self improvement. Mm-hmm. They started reading some books and listening to some podcasts and doing what they could to improve their situation. So my roommate is a good example. He worked the same place I did, working crazy hours, uh, super abusive work environment. And he just finally, he got out of there. He's now working somewhere else. And like, but that took three or four years for him to figure out like that there's a better, that there's a better alternative. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, So everyone's growth and improvement looks a little bit different. So for his growth and improvement, it was getting out of that super toxic environment that that could be the start of something huge. Mm -hmm. And so that like for anyone who's listening, That's, I mean, whatever your first step is, take the first step, make that move because you have to start somewhere. For me, it was accepting the fact that I was my, I was the problem. I was the reason that I had the start over Monday mindset. I was the reason that I never saw results and actually things were getting worse. I was the reason that I was in really toxic relationships that, never ended well and set me back. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was my buy-in. So I do think buy-in is contagious on a smaller level. Um, And as people start to kind of gravitate to you, it becomes your circle becomes a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And all of a sudden you're surrounded by these people who have bought into this, growth mindset. Um, they want to, you know, they want to talk about real things. They want to talk about self-improvement instead of how's the weather, how's work, um, and et cetera, and et cetera. So I do think buying is contagious. It just starts on a small scale and then it it builds. It it starts with one person really. Um, exactly. So speaking of starting small, if, if someone wants to start, I think it's important to note that 
you wouldn't in like a gym training perspective, you wouldn't give a loaded barbell to a beginner. Um, so don't think you have to make a bunch of changes overnight, but I think what you said, it really starts with awareness and like owning that awareness. Like you became aware that you were the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, like your own mindset was the issue. Yep. So you owned that and day by day you made little changes. So it's almost like a, a like a rolling snowball down the hill. There's a, um, I think called a, the snowball effect. Yes. In the financial world that like in order to pay off debt, you take your smallest debt and you pay more than your minimum payment on that. And then you take, once that's paid off, you take all that money and you apply it to the next smallest debt and it snowballs until you're paying a bunch of money on your yep. last biggest debt. Yep. So you can think of, you can apply as maybe it's not your debt, maybe it's your health. So you're taking the smallest thing and trying to level it up. Um, yeah. You know, just starting small and building is so key because I mean, how many people jump ship and go on fads and stuff? We always hear about it and it never uh, goes yeah. well. <laughs> most people do. I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the reality of the, the time that we live in is most people jump on the fad stuff. Um, but so I, I think a good place to segue into the next piece is, um, you know, you have to break part of that first step of the process is destroying some old habits. Um, you have to really be disciplined and buckle down and, um, destroy some of your old habits and then, forge new ones because it's i say forge because forging metal is one of the most difficult processes you know that we do as humans but what comes out of that is hardened steel you know what i mean and so that's it's the same thing with your habits you have to melt down the old ones and you have to forge new ones so that's badass uh, a bit yeah exactly right it to think about it like that like it's because you beat the shit out of that metal yep and it becomes strong that was like the metaphor earlier man way to go yeah well i just i just read your mind yep you did (laughs) so that works into motivation um the second piece of what we're talking about today is motivation and and why motivation isn't everything um so i'm not gonna I'm not going to name names, but I have someone that I've been talking to recently who talk, who says, I, you know, I just need help motivating myself. And I just, I, I'm, I'm just not motivated. So tons of people do that. I mean, when I say tons of people, I mean like the vast majority of people say, you know, well, I'm motivated right now. Okay. But the thing about motivation is it ebbs and flows. It's like, it's like the ocean tides. It drifts in and out. You know, if the moon is right, you're going to, you know, the, the motivation's going to come. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's super temporary. Um, so, like, how many times have you, because I know I've done this countless times, countless, countless times. How many times have you laid in bed, you know, and you're getting ready to go to sleep and you're laying there and you're like, okay, tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is the day where I get my shit together and I am going to wake up and go to the gym and eat right. And I'm going to make something of myself and I'm, I'm going to do it. And you set your alarm next morning, your alarm goes off at five or six or whatever. And you just lay there and say, man, it's cold outside. 
and my bed is warm and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, and then you snooze your alarm or you go back to bed or whatever. Um, because you're not motivated anymore. You know what I mean? Um, what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? So talking about like motivation drifting in and out, um, what are your thoughts on that? I think you nailed it. Uh, so motivation is good in the short term. It's good little tool you can use. Um, but it's not going to take you all the way. So it's just, it's just like a little dose. Like you almost give your shot, like give yourself a shot of motivation and you have to be very conscious and aware and disciplined in, in order to take it. So I think of motivation like in the, in the morning is when it's truly tested if it's worth something or not, like yep. getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one really wants to get out of bed. I don't think like, we're not going to pretend like we're all superheroes. Like unless there's like a fire, <laughs> you know, there's very few things that will like alert you out of bed to go fuck the day up. Yep. You know, but you have to be disciplined. Like, okay, let's, we're getting up and we're doing it because we have some goals. Um, and this kind of leads me into something I want to read. So it's about getting out of bed. Cause I think this is where I personally struggle the most. And I think a lot of people do. Cause like I said, no one, I don't know. I bet the bed is nice and comfortable. So anyway, it'll go over that. So it goes at dawn. When you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought in the world to do, or is this what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. But it's nicer here. So you were born to feel nice. Instead of doing things and and experiencing them, don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants, the spiders, and the bees going about their individual tasks? putting the world in order as best they can and you're not willing to do your job as a human being why aren't you running to do what your nature demands so i don't know that hit me in the sense of like when you're laying in bed at night and you're comfortable and like you have all these ambitions and ideas and you're going to get up in the morning like that i think is like your truest self like you want to go after those goals and like, that's just your truest self and you should hold on to that as best you can. So when your yes. alarm goes off, this is what I've been trying. When my alarm goes off, I try to take myself back to the night before in that mindset. And like, that's my nature. My nature demands that I go do that. So I'm going to do my best to just go running towards it. Yes. Um, and it's never perfect. It's not always perfect like that, but yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just take discipline. So I have a a follow-up quote for that. Um, This is one that I read in a book called Becoming a Modern Viking. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an excerpt from uh, an old Norse text, um, and it goes like this. Wake early if you want another man's life or land. No lamb for the lazy wolf and no battles won in bed. Um, If that doesn't speak to you on a super, like... Uh, spiritual level, then I don't know. I mean, to, for because for me, that encompasses everything. You're not going to get anything unless you get up and do it. Um, yep. So when we talk about motivation, we we need, I think motivation needs to be looked at as a tool for your tool belt. 
it is not um, the essence of who you are. Um, because when motivation drifts out, what's left? Uh, discipline, habits, etc. So the question is, before we dive into anything with habits and discipline, can you become more motivated? You know, how do you become more motivated? How do you use motivation as a tool, which is exactly what it is, rather than relying on that to get you through every single day when things get hard? So that's my question for you. And then I'll answer it too. But my question for you is, can you become more motivated? And if you can, how? Damn. Yes. Like I said, it's like a little, it's like a little dose, a little shot. That's what motivation is. Mm -hmm. And it's not lasting. Um, How? I guess the most direct experience I've had in my life um, was when we were playing rugby and Mm -hmm. we were both always bought into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout the, the year motivation goes up and down, like motivation's really high and everybody's really, really pumped and excited to be there at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and like we go through wins and losses and then ups and downs and then the season ends and we go into off season training. And one thing that always like got me going was that YouTube video of the dude, the scrum half and the music and the motivational talk speaker, his name's Eric something. Um, so that's just like a small dose. And I, I watched that video probably a good 50 times yep. throughout the college career, just as like a little dose. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like getting pumped up, you know? Right. Yeah. So things like that can be served as motivation. Um, that's very like extrinsic. Like another thing that motivates me is just uh, like my relationships um, and the people I don't want to let down, especially the one person like closest to me, which is Jess. Mm-hmm. So she's probably my biggest dose of motivation I give myself. Like when my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and I have to travel down freaking Southfield Freeway like in the morning and fight traffic and do all this crap I don't want to do. I just <laughs> think this is going to be worth it someday. And I'm doing this for me so it can better both of our lives. So yeah, yeah. I think that's you to find your how is to really go inside yourself and explore like who means the most to me or what means the most to me in this life and, and find little things that you can use. Like you said, it's just a tool in your tool belt. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's really awesome. I mean, thinking deeper like that is really good. Um, mine is going to be way more superficial. So how do I get more motivated when I need it? Because like we've, we've pretty much agreed that motivation is a tool It's not something to rely on. So before I go to the gym, I really want to get in the zone. I really want to be motivated before a rugby game. I really want to get in the zone. I really want to be, you know, I really want to feel like a warrior. So some things that I do, um, I read, uh, I read, there are certain books that really get me pumped up and psyched up, um, books like right now I'm reading, it's called the way of men. And it's about rediscovering masculinity. But I, uh, the one previous to this I read um, was called Becoming a Modern Viking. Uh, that one always got me really pumped because it's very much like get the fuck up, quit being lazy, do the thing, like stop making excuses. Um, so that, that 
kind of stuff works really well. Music is another big one for me. Um, and a lot of people too. I mean, pretty much everybody can relate with music because you throw on some, some music that really gets you going. Um, and that's a lot of times all people need. So for like, for me right now, I listen to, uh, really, um, uh, trance like warrior music. So a lot of drums, (laughs) man, I'm being serious too. Dude, I totally see you doing that. Like Viking horns, drums, like, uh, really just, um, it's not a whole, not many, there's no lyrics. It's just really instrumental, like trance, um, focus. Like it really helps me focus. And then I Mm -hmm. combine that with like a pre-workout. Um, (laughs) so like right now my, I really am enjoying kill cliff ignite. And so I'll, I'll drink a kill cliff and I'll sit there, uh, like in my house before I leave to go to the gym for five or 10 minutes and listen to that music. And by the time I get to the gym, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to rip some faces off. Like it's time to go. Um, so something else that I do is you want to, you want to use motivation. Um, and again, this goes back to like the warrior stuff. So you want to use motivation. Like, uh, there was these guys in ancient Norse culture, Vikings, Viking culture, they were called berserkers. Anyone that knows anything about Viking history or has watched the Vikings TV show, um, probably knows what this is, but a berserker was like the most feared warrior on the battlefield. They were the most feared and the most revered at the same time. Um, because they would, they didn't wear a whole lot of armor. They had giant battle axes. They would do these, you know, like, uh, psychedelic drugs and just get in this, this zone where they didn't feel pain. They didn't, and I mean, they would just go and they were an inspiration to people around them and they were terrifying to the people that they would go against. Mm. And they were, I mean, they were unstoppable for the most part, but that was in really short bursts. So like it'd be for a battle and then, you know what I mean? Like it's used very tactfully. So when I access this uh, more primitive side of myself, it's really, really tactful. It's before the gym. It's right before a game. Um, stuff like that because it's not – I mean, being at that level all the time is – like it's, it's probably impossible, and it's probably it is, not yeah. good for you. Like, you'll probably go crazy. It um, is, yeah. But, again, it's a tool. So getting mm-hmm. to that point where, like, you, t- you convince yourself that you're not going to be stopped no matter what, and you're going to – run in there swinging a battle axe like if that doesn't work for you and if that doesn't get you psyched up then like i don't know what's going to work for you but that's what works for me yeah um and that's why motivation is a huge tool um which segues into our next piece uh what do you do when motivation goes away and what do you rely on and what what happens um so we're going to talk a little bit about habits and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about setting goals and what that looks like. And we talked about using the acronym Whoopi. Uh, we talked about, so we call him Supreme Leader Ben. It's Ben Bergeron. He has his own podcast, Chasing Excellence. Um, it's really excellent, obviously. So you should probably listen to that one too. Um, but yeah, Whoopi is something that he talked about in one of his episodes. And we wanted to kind of expand on it a little bit as well. So. Um, do you want to start us off with what sure. Whoopi stands for? Sure. So Whoopi 
the original one was Whoop. And it was thought up by another person. Can't remember his name. Um, and then Mr. Ben added the IE at the end as Whoopi. So WH in Whoopi stands for wishing and hoping. And this is step one. And <clears throat> I guess it's step one, making a plan for your goals. Mm-hmm. So wishing and hoping you have to first be it has to be like a desirable goal and you have to hope for the best like you're going to go get it um so wishing and hoping is also where a lot of people stop because just by wishing and hoping uh it makes you feel good um i mean you can probably directly relate to it before when you first moved out like you wished and you hoped for really <laughs> good results in the gym and mm-hmm. like it made you feel good um and even in my life like i i wish and i hoped for the exact opposite like i'm going to i'm gonna eat more vegetables and i'm i'm going to get like a 315 pound clean and jerk and uh i'm gonna get like a really stable core <laughs> like those are right. some of mine yeah and so far a lot of those things haven't happened because I've stopped there and I've just wished and hoped for it. Um, well, that's the easiest part, right? It's the easiest part is wishing and hoping. It's the part you can do just laying in bed at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's wishing and hoping the O is, uh, it's outcomes, right? Yeah. So, um, outcomes, uh, once you get past the sharing with others, the excitement piece of wishing and hoping, um, kind of laying out what, you want your goal to be the outcome is what um what it's going to look like when it's done um so this needs to be very results focused and very measurable so when i say results focused i'm saying my end goal is to be 260 pounds and have a body fat percentage under 25 percent. so the next piece of that is measurable how do you make that measurable so there's a lot of ways like goals can be measurable um for some people uh the scale is a good measurement for some people how clothes fit is a good measurement for Mm -hmm. some people progress pictures are a good measurement because there's actual i mean like you can physically see the change um and then for you know for some people there's stuff more scientific ways like the in-body scans where it'll tell you exactly what you're readout is you know how much skeletal muscle mass you have how much you know body fat you have what's your bmi even though bmi is kind of outdated um but all of those things are very measurable um and they'll they they will show you if you're you know getting closer to your end goal or not um so the next piece is obstacles and this is where most people give up um obstacles are unforeseen circumstances that create a challenge or its adversity for somebody that's going through this process. So what aren't obstacles? Obstacles are not excuses. So excuses like I'm tired or I um, just don't feel like it today or um, I have a headache. I have a headache. Yeah. What I mean, like whatever those men, those really, really little things. I'm hungry. I had a bad day at work. Um, uh, yeah. Dog pooped on the floor. Right. Exactly. All these little, like yesterday, my little things were, 
Um, I had to get a new battery in my car. And then as soon as I put the new battery in, and I've never had issues with this car. So as soon as I put the new battery in, my the window, like the the motor that rolls up my, you know, rolls up and down the window, just decided like it was done working. Mm-hmm. Um, those are excuses. Now, what is an obstacle? An obstacle is like an injury. So um, if you hurt your knee or you sprain your ankle or you tear, you know, something in your shoulder or whatever, that is an obstacle that is unforeseen and you have to actively uh, work to overcome that. An obstacle is like a death in the family. An obstacle is something that is more significant um, that requires some serious uh, mental and emotional and physical fortitude to overcome. Um, So obstacles aren't excuses. And a big thing with obstacles is don't let a molehill. So molehills are real small turn into a mountain. Um, so a molehill is, yeah, exactly. A molehill is I stub my toe yep. or whatever. And don't let that turn into a mountain. Well, I'm going to take the week off from the gym and eat like an asshole because you know, whatever my toe hurts. Um, <laughs> so fighting through adversity, fighting through the obstacles. A lot of times that's where most people give up because they don't know how to overcome the obstacles. They don't know how to cope with whatever the issue is and stay on, um, stay on board the, the ship, the train, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next piece is planning and processing or how, what the process is. So you're talking about how are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And where are you going to do it? So how, uh, I'm, I want to, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get down to 260 pounds uh, body weight, etc. How am I going to do it? I'm going to go to the gym three, three to five times a week. When am I going to do it? Um, so I have set really strict parameters on days that I, I work at work at seven, I will go to the gym at 5.00 AM and days where I don't have to work. I will go to the gym before 11.00 AM. I don't have a set time as long as I go before 11. Um, so normally it's either 6.30 or 9.15 and where, so where is a little bit um, where is a little bit more subjective. So I've allowed some variance. I don't necessarily have to go to a CrossFit gym to get a workout in. I can go for a hike. I can go swimming. I can go on a long bike ride. Um, as long I can go to a rugby practice. I can have a, you know, a rugby game, um, something fitness related three to five times a week. And, there's and that's all there is to it there's no excuses about it there's no um you know there's no letting the thing the small things get in the way so like this week i've been i sprained my meniscus last week at rugby practice i had to take like three days off but i was back in the gym tuesday morning and then i went to rugby practice tuesday night and then i went to the gym yesterday morning so I hit my goal. I went, I did something physically active three times this week. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I got it done. I made it happen and I made it work. So, and I have kept up everything else on track as well. I haven't just completely said, fuck it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to start over in a month or whatever. Um, do you have anything to add to the planning or the process phase? No, not really. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's the original 
That's the original whoop, right? W-H-O-O-P, right? Yep. Planning. And it ended with planning. Yeah. So what uh, Supreme Leader Ben added on was the I and the E. Um, So do you want to talk about identity? Sure. Okay. So the next one is identity. So you become the type of person that you, like you become your goal. Um, You become... You tell yourself literally in your mind, I'm the type of person that does blank, mm-hmm. you know, insert your goal. Um, and you could apply it to anything, but just by telling yourself that you're the type of person that does it, watch your life change. So mm-hmm. if you do it, do it uh, for a month every day. And it takes a lot of remembrance because new habits don't always stick in. Um, yep. But do it. Tell yourself I'm the type of person that gets up in the morning to go work out. Or if, if you can't get up in the morning and do it, be like, I'm the type of person that even if I miss my morning workout because of something, I'm the type of person that will go after work or I'm the type of person that will go on my lunch break. Yeah. I knew plenty of people when I coached that were regular 530 AMers and if they didn't come at five thirty for whatever reason, sometimes I would see them at the noon or sometimes I would see them at six thirty at night, but somehow right. they still made it in. They always they yeah, they always made it yet. in. And there was a plenty of athletes that came in on their lunch break, which is insane. Like I would personally never think to go in on my lunch break, but they are just badass and like they they may have not have like consciously been like, I'm the type of person that does that. But it's part of their identity. It's just right. at that point for them, it's subconscious because they have just they're just that type of person. But if you're someone that it's not ingrained in you yet, tell yourself it because that's really really powerful. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep. So the last one, identity. The last one is execution. Mm-hmm. So execution is really. If for me, it's the really it's the simplest one, because if you take care of identity, um, you know what I mean? You are who to do these things. I have I am going to be the type of person who does this. So execution is you do it. Um, you do wake up at four thirty in the morning so you can be the gym by five. You do make uh, mindful decisions about nutrition. You are the type of person who um, doesn't allow emotions to make irrational decisions regarding going to training. Um, so you do it and let's go like tie it into your, you know, the warrior mindset, you storm the beaches, you raid, you pillage. There's no mercy for your, for whatever the goal is. You attack it um, because it has no mercy against you. You are always going to be fat and lazy unless you get up and you attack that, you attack the goal. Right. Right. Um so you, you take it on like a warrior and you just do what you have to do. Um, so, yeah, execution really by that point should take care of itself. If you've made it through all of those, execution should be the easiest one. Um, but for some people, it's not. It's really easy to make the whole goal and say these things and talk and do whatever and then not do it because we've all been there. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know what I mean, like, and whatever. And then uh, it's the whole, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And I fucked up today, so I'm going to do it tomorrow. And I fucked up tomorrow, so I'm going to do it the next day. And then a year from now, and then 20 years from now, or you know what I mean? For me, it was a 10-year process. Like, I kept saying that 
when I'd be in bed at night and I'm finally doing it now. So, um, yeah, execution, you got anything on execution? Yeah. I think if someone actually does like, so a week from now when we post this video or we're posting it today, yes, podcast, not this video a week from now, we might have around a hundred views. Um, I would be surprised if even one person actually sat down and wrote this out or went through it in their mind. Cause a lot of us, I'm guilty of it too. I don't want to say a lot of us, but we just hear it and it makes us feel good. And that in itself is wishing and hoping, but if oh, you yeah, actually, for sure. yeah. if you actually like go through this with something in your life that you want to improve by the time you get to execution, you're already executing like you're already on your way. So if you're serious about, something um go do it like get this started start yeah. wishing and hoping because no matter what that's step one you have to wish and hope you have to listen to the podcast and get the good feelings but then you gotta you write also it down have too. to foresee your obstacles and you have to identify yourself as the type of person and by the yeah. time you get there you're already snowballing you're ready to go and get it written down hold yourself yeah. accountable to it share it with other people um and that's your first step um, so yeah. I have two more things I'd like to share and then mm-hmm. we can go wherever, wherever you need to go. Um, I want to talk one more, like motivation going like, so we've talked about motivation. We've talked about how habits and discipline come into play when motivation, um, stops. What I want everyone to understand is motivation. And, and this is like, and this is in our brains. Motivation is something where we are motivated to do the easy things. We are motivated to do something that doesn't take effort. But as soon as things get hard, that becomes your will. That becomes who, what type of person are you? Are you the type of person that gives up? Or are you the type of person that digs in, sticks to your guns? Um, Again, if we're talking about the warrior aspect of it, are you the person that digs in and holds the enemy and doesn't, you know, give an inch? Or are you going to give up? Um, So we're only motivated to do easy things most of the time. Um, I'm going to share my two uh, whoopee goals. Um, I won't go into a ton of detail about it, but I'm going to share kind of how I wrote it and, and what it sounds like. So my two goals are, the first one is, I am someone who does not make excuses about training, exercise, or nutritional choices. My goal is to achieve 260 pound body weight, and body fat percentage under 25%. I will do this by being a person who does not let emotions dominate decisions or actions. Um, The next one is I will practice mindfulness and read three to five times a week to combat impulsive or emotional decisions. I will reach out to positive people and ground myself when necessary. I will be someone who stays focused and makes mindful and informed decisions. Um, so those are that's kind of like an example of how you can structure these whoopee goals. Um, and everyone's goal is going to be a little different. But if you listen to this episode and you make some goals like that, share them with us. Um, we'd love to hear about it. So yeah. um, if you don't have anything else, Bones, I think we're ready to do our wrap-up question. Yeah, I think going back to motivation Yes. for one second, yep. I had a thought. Okay. So – is motivation like contagious or how can you get more motivation? If you do 
CrossFit, especially, but also any other workout, uh, try doing it with, without music. Oh God. <laughs> right. Like it's terrible. <laughs> how weird is that? So the first thing you do, you go, you set the clock for like 10 seconds to roll down. Your workout's going to start. You mm-hmm. turn the music up when it gets to like three, two, one music goes up. We go to work and we have fun. Right. And that in itself is like the dose of motivation that everybody needs to get through that workout. Or even if you're by yourself in the gym, have your headphones on that in itself is that little dose. Um, but yeah, because yeah, working like out without, working out without music is tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I had. So let's go into our wrap up question. Okay. Um, so I think our, our sign off question for this week was, what is the most impactful thing that has motivated you? Me first? Yeah, we'll go with you first. Uh, Jessica. Jess, my girlfriend, mm. is by far the most impactful because there's no one else in the world I've ever met that has changed my mindset. Um, from being like a fixed person for the most part yeah. in my life to a growth mindset. Cause she and herself right. is so it's just who she is, is that she's, she's a beast. She's constantly growing. She's not scared of much. Like everyone has insecurities and there's, we're all scared of something, but she's not afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're there. And just even more so, like, when I wasn't growing at a point in our relationship, and I personally wasn't growing, she wasn't scared to challenge me and bring that up. Ah, good girl. Right? And that forces change, is that challenge. That forces growth. And everybody in their life needs somebody like that, whether it's your girlfriend or boyfriend or just a friend or whatever. Yep. Um, So she has by far been the most impactful. Like, there's no one else I would have moved i mean i wouldn't even done that for like like your parents and stuff bring you so far in life and then like you have to grow out of their circle i guess yeah no the nest you know so you make your own i wouldn't i wouldn't go back to school for them i wouldn't do anything for them at this point in my life except help them you know where they where they need help but Mm -hmm. there's you know i don't know i don't just like I moved three hours away to pursue a job so I can go back to school so we can both live a better life yeah, and something I can enjoy for sure. Um, and I'm moving five hours away from her then to Houghton when I go to school and she's down with it. And like, that's amazing because she supports that growth and she's all for it and it's going to be tough, but yeah, she's by far been the most impactful. So that was adorable. Hey, thanks. She's a lucky, she's a lucky lady. I wonder if she'll listen this far to it. I'll, we'll I will see. never tell you her should, about this. She has I was to gonna say, I will, well, maybe I'll fa- maybe I'll message her and just be like, "Hey, listen to the last like five minutes of the episode. You'll be really happy you did." <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But uh, all right, what's yours? What's the most impactful so for you? Mine, the biggest one I can think of recently is not nearly as, uh, I mean, meaningful as that. That I mean, that's wonderful. That's what everyone yeah. aspires for. But uh, sure. um, recently, the thing that's been motivating me and and uh 
especially at the gym is if it's like a long rowing workout, which I'm not, I'm good at rowing, but I'm, I don't enjoy it. Um, so I imagine I'm on a boat, like a Viking longship, and we're rowing towards the shore. And eventually I'm going to have to get off the boat and go and do some Viking shit. And in CrossFit's case, it's, you know, I'm going to go lift some weight and do some things. and You know what I mean? Whatever. Throw my body to the floor and pick right. back up. Exactly. Like pick stuff up, <laughs> put it down, throw myself down and pick myself back up, whatever. Yep. And then get back on the boat, row somewhere else and do it all over again. And I'll literally, I mean, I'll play that in my head. It looks like a movie. Uh, That's fucking awesome. And that I, it gets me through those long rowing workouts because I'm like, I'm thinking I'm rowing for my life. You know what I mean? Like I'm rowing to get what I want and for my life. And uh, that, that makes me so motivated to just like get through it and pull hard and get to the, to the next piece of the workout. Um, and generally right now I will like the rowing workouts are generally the ones where I end up laying on the floor like wondering what just happened because I just, <laughs> I just expend so much energy because I'm yeah. so like, I'm in such a zone while right. I do it. So, yep. um, right now that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing, um, at the moment. So that's cool. I, I'm going to try that actually today. We have the open workout today. I'm going to go try to get in that mindset. Remember to do it. I've done it before. We, I did a 10 K row once and I just like really like, 20 minutes in i visualized myself rowing yeah. down a river yep and i was rowing my family to safety yep and i rowed that for the next like 35 minutes and it was yeah. awesome no it, like close your eyes and just imagine you're a viking warrior on the longboat and you're like <laughs> rowing into shore and you have to get off the boat and fight and do all the things and then get back on the boat yep you know what i mean so yeah that's close your eyes and and visualize that and see see what you think about it yeah, that's so cool. All right. Good that's stuff. Awesome. I love that episode. That was cool. We'll talk next time. Cool, man. Oh, See ya. I wanted to yeah. uh, give a quick shout out and also do a little plug. Okay. If you guys, anyone who's listening, if you guys don't follow um, our Instagram and Facebook page, uh, what's the Instagram handle? Instagram handle is at Weekly Warrior Podcast. So at Weekly Warrior Podcast. Um, we post stuff, um, well, bones, Jared handles the stuff pretty much daily. Um, there's some pretty cool content. And, um, if you don't already follow us, go ahead and follow it. Um, we appreciate everybody listening and taking time out of their day to, to listen to this stuff. It's, um, it's really awesome because we want to, we want to share this stuff and hopefully help you guys discover the warrior within. Absolutely. That was good. So that was it. Cool, man. We'll talk next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.